I'm so excited for my goddamn, which you already know. <gasps> but I, I jumped too. on the hair bandwagon. Yeah, you did. And it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in the world. You look like a fucking pixie. I look like cotton candy unicorn princesses. I so cut off all my hair. Of them. You cut, cut it all off. Cut off all my hair. And then. It's shorter than mine now. I know. And it feels so good. Isn't it nice? Yes. Except for I can't put my hair up in a ponytail without the back hair sitting in the back of my neck. And I hate it. Mm-mm. Fuck that. Fuck you that. You need to get some butterfly clips. Yeah. But my <laughs> hair grows like really fast. So same, same. I'm sure it'll fit in like no time. And I never go get my hair cut. So it's like chop it all off. Yeah. Just buzz it. But and this we'll is start like, anew. Every time I go get my hair cut, this is what I ask for. I'm like, shoulder length. And then they all always go longer than the shoulder because yeah. they're afraid. They're like, oh, she has such beautiful long hair. Yeah. Well, that cut was when Sarah cut mine. She was like, afterward, when I told her that I always hate my hair when it's short, she was like, great. She's going to fucking cry. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's had people cry before, she said. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So. You but. wouldn't cry. Your hair was like to your chin. Was? Yeah. Not now. I mean, like, when I met you in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, no. It was, like, to my belly button. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, when I met you, yeah. Yeah, yeah high school, well, It was high long, school. and then when we met the second time, then it was, like, to my chin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Aaron? What the fuck happened? What happened? Yeah. And then, okay, so let me tell you a story. Okay, So me, we were supposed me. to, it's I just beautiful. wanted to do something fun, and I wanted to be pretty because I feel ugly. Maybe not ugly, but I just don't feel myself because yeah. it's quarantine. and Because you're about to start wearing red lipstick around the house, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what I, I've done. <laughs> I just want to feel like myself. I don't know. I just like, want to be noticed. Yes. <laughs> and so I achieved that. <laughs> and so and it's fucking beautiful. Thank it's you. It's pink and blue Thank and you. teal and it's purplish. So and it's so cute. And I fucking love it. So I was going to go. I wanted to get my hair permed. I've always wanted to try to perm my hair because my hair is so straight and flat. And I was like, fuck it. I want to try perming it. And yeah. so I asked our friend who does hair if she would perm my hair. And she's like, fuck yeah, I love perms. And then she got to my house and she was like, have you had bleach in your hair before? And I was like, yeah, it's like a year old and they're highlights and it's at the end anyway. I want to chop all that shit off. And she was like, I'll perm it. And I was like, that sounds questionable. <laughs> would you perm it if it's your head? And she was like, I would not do it if it's my head because it will turn your hair to confetti and sprinkles and teeny tiny little pieces. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds bad. And so she's like, well, I brought fun stuff because I was worried about doing the perm. And I also brought all this color because I had sent her a picture of all the colors that I had sent you. Like, yeah. I fucking want this hair. Yeah, this and is so, my end goal. Yeah, but I want to try perming first because I just wanted to try it. Like, fuck it. If it looks terrible, I'll just put my hair up in a ponytail. That's what I'm doing now. Yeah. And so she bleached my hair and then she dyed it all the fun colors. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. And we just went crazy with it. And it's so fun. And I'm so excited. And I forget all the time that it's colored because I've never had fancy, fun hair. Yeah. And then when I go out in public, which isn't very often, but, like, when I see people, like, picking up my kid from daycare, the lady who runs the daycare, she was like, oh, my God, your hair. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Isn't it fun? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Is there something in it? And then my mom was like, I like it. And I was like, she hates oh, it. Oh, <laughs> she hates it. Oh. But it'll I grow out. It's fucking it. hair. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Deal. Well, and then when you go to grocery stores now, do you see people that look at you and like, oh, this fucking dum-dum. So I haven't been to a grocery store, but I did have to go to AAA and people were looking at me, but I was also in an RV. So, (laughs) oh, so they're like, this bitch is homeless. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with her? And a little crazy. (laughs) That too. But I got fun hair and I'm excited. You do. 
it's the most beautifulest thing I've ever seen in my life. And Thanks. I'm sad that my hair is not pink. But however, we can make it pink. You want to make it pink? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. <gasps> we could both be pink. And then we'll be twins again. I want, okay. Let me just tell you, since we're on the topic. Okay. I love the multicolor because I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it fun and see which one I like. And mm-hmm. this dye, I didn't think was going to stick long because I don't think any of them stick long. Mm-hmm. Except for the one that you buy. The mm-hmm. brand that you buy. <laughs> yeah. Because the so, one that I get is like straight from China. And they're like, don't put this anywhere near a person. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. Oh, directly on my scalp. <laughs> but it, m- make sure you rub it in. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, it's not going to last long anyway. And it is already washing out. But it's still fun. Like, it's like cotton candy colors because it it's like pastels or whatever. It's so but, pretty. But I've decided by putting all these colors in my hair, I can see what combination I like. And I want the purples and the blues. Ooh, girl. Like Ooh. I, I'll be pink and fucking cotton candy and you'll be fucking blue cotton candy. Yes. We'll be two different yes. Slurpees when we put our heads yes. together. That's what we need. Oh, this will be so fun. It's like, why didn't we think of this before? We did. You just always had a respectable job. I know, and I still do, but I get to work from home. Yeah, hey, Stacy's boss who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> My hair's fun. <laughs> Make so. sure that you reprimand her in the next meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I know the next, like, happy hour we have. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone, and then happy hour I'll just be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> just go like it's normal. Or do your hair in, like, a fancy-ass updo that takes four hours before you actually have to be somewhere? I'll just show up like I'm at a ball. <laughs> like yes. White gloves on, <laughs> drinking my Corona. I can't wait for our ball. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. Okay. That'll be fun. I'm excited. I know. Me too. Okay, so what's your goddamn errand? Well, my husband has been working from home. I am now currently back in the office, so Blah. fucking sucks. But he called me in the middle of the day, and he was like, Hank found a rattlesnake. Oh, God. And oh. I was I know the story. I was like, oh, pardon the fuck out of me? Like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And then I just hear Hank in the background, like, barking at something. Oh, no. Here's the thing. He was on the phone with you when he found it? Yeah. Like, yeah. he called. He was like, what Wasted do I do? No and I was like, fucking kill it. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I or just basically run away. just wanted permission from you to kill oh my this God. He's beautiful, gonna get bit by a rattlesnake. majestic beast. Yeah. Okay, so both of my dogs have been through rattlesnake training. Yeah. But how's your husband? (laughs) He's been there. He's never been shocked by the little taser thing to be like, fucking stay away from it. Stay away from it. He's just barking at it. (laughs) Carl Carl does really good in the rattlesnake training. Like, we did it three times for him. And the second time, they were like, he does not need to come back. Like, he's got this shit on lock. And we were like, yeah, one more time just to be safe, right? Yeah. Because also we were taking Hank. Yeah. And they were like, to us, about Hank, they said, he's not dumb <laughs> he's just persistent and i was like oh yeah. good he's gonna die yeah yeah he's getting bit <laughs> so rattlesnake was like down at the bottom of our yard kind of like in the middle of the yard but like down at the bottom side and uh-huh. carl was like at the door to come inside like nope gotta stay the fuck away from those fucking <laughs> i know the rule stick looking motherfuckers <laughs> those things are mean and he was like not having it ready to go inside like please Open, open the, the fucking door. door. <laughs> and Hank was just doing, like, six-foot circles around it, barking <laughs> at it. Like, I'm out of range, but also, I'm going to keep this shit corralled right here, right? Oh, my God. So it was in your fenced yard. Yeah, it was in the fenced yard. Oh, fuck that. And so then Brandon went down and called me. was like, what do I do? And I was like, get a fucking shovel. Get the dogs inside. <laughs> yeah, and so then he put the dogs inside. <laughs> we have a picture of... Brandon was down in the yard or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he took a picture of the snake in the yard, and it was like, it's over three feet. Yeah, I saw that picture. It's a big-ass rattlesnake. It's a fucking giant one. Oh, my God. And then he took a picture of our house, and there's a window in our house, and my dog, Hank, <laughs> bust out the window and just had his dumbass head popping, popping out like, do you need some fucking help, Dad? Do you need assistance? I will be down there. 
Oh, oh my God. He's so cute. Yeah. He just wants to help. He does. And then, so Brandon was like, what the fuck do I do? Because also it's like ready to strike him or whatever. Yeah, and that's really that. hard to get like a fucking shovel on because like if you miss, you're going to die, right? Yeah. This is the worst idea you ever told him to kill it. Well, what you have to kill it though. Why? Just go inside because and call like fucking rattlesnake control. Coming from the family going... who literally we had like a skinned rattlesnake on the wall because my family does the same thing that you're talking about. Mean. Yeah. Well, but me, I'm like, uh-uh. No, I I don't think that I would kill it unless it was like a sure shot. Yeah, like I feel like they're like cobras, like ready to strike any second, <laughs> and I have to like time myself with the shovel. Right. Well, I think they can only strike if they're like curled up. So this one was like flat or whatever, but then Brandon was like, I don't fucking know me. But yeah. it was going straight for this giant ass fucking bush tree thing that we Trying have to get that away. we cannot get rid of that like it was gonna live there and then it was just gonna live next to our fucking yard like it oh, probably no. already lived there and i don't want my dogs to die yeah. i'm sorry no thank you i feel really bad about the rattlesnake but he had to go no yeah we so, got plenty of them brandon waited like it was going towards the edge of the fence and so brandon went outside the fence and then he waited until it stuck its little fucking head through the ah, fence smart. and then just went cha and like got him with the shovel cha-cha. right and so I got pictures of that, and then I was like, thank you for not being dead. Yeah. And then he FaceTimed me, and this motherfucker, without a head, was just wiggling around on our driveway. Yeah. Like, I'm just fucking going to wiggle here for like 10 minutes. Oh, that shit was going. sad. And then... Um, it's like a lizard tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really sad. I actually felt really bad about it because it's a, it was really big and like yeah. really pretty. Yeah. But also, I'm like, easy. Did you, you eat rattlesnake? You gonna die. So we... Did not eat it, <laughs> but we did, and by we, I mean Brandon. As soon as he put the pictures on Facebook, his aunt called him and was like, here's what you need to do. <laughs> I'm about to give you a set of very important instructions. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me very carefully. <laughs> Repeat everything that's going on around you. <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills. And so he hung it, and he drained the blood, and then put it in because they're serial killers. the fucking refrigerator. <laughs> oh, my God. So I had a fucking snake in a bag in the fridge. Without a head. Yeah. And he took off the tail, and that's in some fucking saline solution somewhere in my house. I don't think I've seen that in a while, actually. Oh, God. And chuck the head, because that's gone now, because you don't want to get fucking bit by it, because it can yeah. still bite you after or some shit. stabbed by I don't know. It. Yeah. And then we skinned it, <laughs> and now I have a rattlesnake skin in a jar in my bathroom. That you're supposed to shake up every once in a while. Are you going to tan it or like is I, it just in the jar? I mean, no, it's going to come out of the jar. It has to, something has to happen with it, but I don't know what we're going to do with it yet. Like <laughs> it might just be a wall accessory or it might become a, a putter for Brandon. Oh my God. <laughs> he wants to make a fucking putter out of it, but he doesn't know how to do that. We can make a hat belt. We can make a belt. We can make as a hat belt. I meant hat band. I don't really Ooh, know. Like a feather in it. Mm-hmm. So my family. For the longest time, and I think it's still at my mom's house, mm-hmm. like had a skinned rattlesnake literally pinned to a piece of board. It was like a live edge board mm-hmm. that literally they just found in the middle of Colorado. And they were like, here, pin it to this board. This is perfect. And I don't know how they tanned it so well, but they kept the rattle on. Ooh, gross. And then it just hung above the door of the cabin. Yeah. See, that's... I so think, I feel like you should do something like... That's <sighs> pretty much what we're going for, I think. But also, we had to cut the rattle off, because that's what his aunt said to do. I don't fucking know. Maybe you can make it into a keychain. <gasps> I thought you were going to make the head into a keychain. Missed opportunity. I don't want to accidentally die from a keychain. And you should have called somebody, because my... maybe they could have like got the venom out, and then they could go make rattlesnake venom 
equalizer. <laughs> I'll be Stabilizer. honest with you. It went in a bucket because I was like, I want to see it. And then it went in a bucket. And then I never saw it. And then we were like, why are there so many flies in the garage? Oh, and, gross. And then Kevin came over and Brandon was like, look in this bucket. There's a rattlesnake head. And then he did. And he was like, no, no, no. There's a lot of maggots in this bucket. Oh, and that's all that's no. in this bucket. So then they threw it down the hill as if to say, well, that's not our problem anymore. Oh, gross. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Ugh. Yeah, my fucking dogs. A stayed mostly away from it. Yeah, so I'm very good to proud. know. Good to know. Yeah. B. I think Hank needs a little refresher course in the rattlesnake training. <laughs> I know. Like now's the time. I feel like you should make a pair of flip flops out of them. Mm, that like, sounds scratchy. Just some rattlesnake flip flops. Well, like regular flip flops, and then just put them on the thong part of the. Just the rattle. <laughs> <laughs> Just on one foot every uh-huh. time you walk. It just like. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker was rattling so hard, too, when Brandon called me. Oh, God. No, he was like, what do that. I do? And it was like. <laughs> he was like, get Jesus. out of there. I like how you're like, kill it. I'm feeling like, run. Run. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's trying real hard to do weird ass shit. I think oh, he was God. born in the wrong goddamn state, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he survived it. And I'm glad that you have a really cool piece of hide yeah, I can't me wait too. to see what you do with it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we also skinned it in front of my child in case anyone else is wondering if I was trying to make my kid a serial killer or not. The answer now it's is a sure thing. <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is we were like, well, I mean, it's like it's nature, right? Like Dude, I saw my parents skin shit. Not yeah, I was gonna say not that it's any like kind of consolation because I turned out fucked up. Yeah, right. But I used to walk in the backyard and there would be deers hanging from trees, skinned completely and gutted. So yeah, you know, and they're like or that. like fish heads all over the driveway. That was Bambi. Yeah, yeah. So my brother would be like, it was a boy. I'm like, all right, fucking weirdo. <laughs> Why did you say that looking into my soul? <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm exposing my child to, you know. I support it. I'm all about it. He's going to grow up to be, like, vegan or something, and I'm going to be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's, sorry for scarring He's such you. a sweet soul. He is. Oh, except he was just, he was all about it. He's like, Daddy's cutting the belly. And I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> Maybe don't stand so close. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can hear him. <laughs> oh, also, Brandon gagged when he was skinning it. What? Yeah. Why? He, he has a really sensitive stomach. <laughs> when, when we first had kids, in fact, now with kids, even, if there's, like, too much poop, he's like, Ugh. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, he can't handle he's it. He's like the poop king. Uh, his own poop. Yeah, that's true. Your own poop's a different kind of brand. Yeah, any other poop, though, and he's like, nope, gross. Man, I could get, well, I guess I'm kind of used to poop. <sighs> even dog poop, he's not about it. Dog poop is bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. Cat poop, apparently, he just picks up by the stem. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, he's doing a lot better now. (laughs) All right. Give me some story about murder. Okay, let me tell you about it. This week, I'm going to tell you about Mick Philpot. Mick is his name? Mick. All right. Mick. Mick. Uh, And this is actually a listener suggestion. Ooh. And it was suggested by Emily Cooks and Cooks on Instagram. Cooks and Cooks? Cooks and Cooks. Oh, she just, just cooks, cooks, cooks and Cooks. <laughs> it reminds me of my three-year-old whenever he tells stories. He likes to recount shit that I've told him like a million years ago. And he'll be like, when I was a baby, I just cried and cried. And he just <gasps> says it like that. Like he lived it. And it was just such a treacherous moment in his life. And I'm like, yeah. Nothing would make you stop. I, I was there. <laughs> I just cried and cried. Emily just cooked and cooked. <laughs> just cooked and cooked. My kid just likes to over-exaggerate um, the size of things. 
both ways. It was a great big giant thing, or it was a tiny, tiny little bit. Aww, that's so cute. Can I play my game just tiny, tiny little bit? <laughs> no, babe, it's bedtime. Tiny, tiny little bit? bit? Just for a second, please? So now Brandon and I say that to each other all the time. Hey, come here. No, you come here. Just for a tiny, tiny little bit. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you pick that shit up? Yep. Okay, so Michael McPhilpot, let me just jump into it. All right. Was born in 1956 in Derby, Derbyshire, Derbyshire, England, UK. Whoa. Derby? Derbyshire. I'm Derby, pretty sure it's Derbyshire. Like Derbyshire. 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 Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. So B? Derby, Derbyshire, England, UK. Okay. It's fucking 500 <laughs> names for one location. <laughs> Derbyshire. <laughs> Derbyshire. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Everybody's screaming now. Okay. Yep. Tone it down. Tone it down. We know we're saying it wrong. Yeah. Listen. I didn't Google shit. Nope. But keep yelling because it's funny. It is funny. Okay, so I don't know anything about his upbringing or anything, but this guy turns out to be a class fucking act. All right. He was always known to have a poor attitude towards women. Oh, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, he sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> and he was seen as controlling, manipulative, domineering, and abusive. All right. Hitting all the points. Yeah, he's fucking a peach. Mm-hmm. In July of 1978, when he was 21 years old, he was dating a 17-year-old woman by the name of Kim Hill. Gross. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> I see. The Too age difference. <laughs> but also, everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have done that. It just feels For sure. It's it just the wrong. age. It's the young girl part that mm-hmm. gets you. It's the fact that she's not quote unquote an adult. It gets worse. Oh. Good. The pair had been dating for two years, so they started dating when she was 15. Ew. See, that's where you were and at. he was 19? Yeah. He nasty. I mean, when I was 16, I dated somebody 18. You nasty. Yeah, it wasn't a good relationship. When I was relationship. 17, I met someone who was 23. Yeah. And then we waited, nasty. we waited until I was 18 so that he wouldn't feel like a rapist. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was an asshole. I hated him. I know. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we talked about him. Yeah. I hope that one day he listens to this and he's like, I wonder whatever happened to her. Oh, she's fucking awesome. <laughs> she turned out really cool. Wish and I wasn't a dick back there. Terrifying. <laughs> God. Okay. Throughout the relationship, Mick had been super abusive towards Kim. He would get upset with her when she wore clothing that he didn't like. Okay. Okay. This really escalates quickly, okay? Mm-hmm. He shot her in the groin with a crossbow one time. The fuck? You because just, her dress was too short. You can't just do that. In his opinion. Oh, that sounds so awful. Isn't that like abuse? Like, like attempted, attempted murder. I may, Probably. Shit, man. Also, shot in the groin with like, a crossbow? You have to go to the hospital for that. It's like the worst game of Clue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to go to the hospital for that, too. <laughs> Mick in did the it. Observatory. In the groin with a crossbow? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's terrifying. Okay. You're going to hate this next little bit. Okay. But yes, you do have to go to the hospital for that, I would imagine. Yeah, like you can't just, it's not like he, I you don't just know. pull it out and you're like, fuck, I hate when that happens. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he like slapped it, you know? Have I ever told you that that is the funniest shit that has ever happened in my life? I was playing darts at a friend's house and somebody threw the dart and it went into a friend's arm. Oh my God. He was standing in the wrong fucking place. And <laughs> I don't know why they were throwing darts. It, like terrifies me and also is the funniest moment because it's stuck in his arm and he went ah and he grabbed it and he pulled it out mm. and he yelled I hate when that happens <laughs> 
And everybody else was like, holy shit, are you okay, dude? And I was like... This has happened before. <laughs> what? When it happens? <laughs> how many times has this happened? And everybody else was not listening to me, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Maybe don't stand there, dude. I never got the answer. I mean, to be fair, he was just, like, making a fucking quesadilla in the kitchen, and it was an apartment, so there's no place for dartboard. Oh, my God. <laughs> just going through the fucking galley. <laughs> hey, when that happens. Okay. Oh, God. All right, so uh, this next part you're really going to hate. Okay. Because one time, Kim was babysitting. Nope. And having to give all of her attention to the baby, right? Yep. Well, Mick gets really jealous, so he takes a hammer. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. And he cracks her in the kneecap. Oh, oh. That's not where you thought it was going, but you hate it. That's not where I thought it was going, but also, Jesus, he just like Tanya Harding this bitch? Yes. (laughs) Yes, he did. But I don't know what happened to her kneecap, but he cracked it. All right, so this guy's a dick, right? Yep. Well, now, two years later, uh, Kim is, like, fed up with his bullshit mm-hmm. and the way he treats her. And so she decides that she's going to call it off. Yeah, like, the relationship. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Breaking up with Mick. So she okay. writes Mick a letter, and she's like, dear Mick, fuck you. Yeah. Love, Kim. This is a dear John letter. Yeah. To Mick. Yeah. And Deuces. kick rocks. And yeah. Mick does not like this. Mm-hmm. So he shows up at her house in the middle of the night. Breaks in, Shit. and Kim is awoken by Mick standing over her bed, holding a knife, Mm-mm. and he just starts plunging it into her over and over again. Oh, oh, fuck that. Kim's mom, who was a nurse, maybe that's why she didn't have to go to the doctor if she got shot in the groin with a crossbow. Okay, but if I was shot in the groin with a crossbow, I would sooner go to an anonymous person than my mother if I was trying boyfriend. to stay in said relationship. Sure, I'm sure she went to the fucking hospital. Yeah. That's crazy. And then yeah. it was probably like, it's an accident. Yeah, because also, as a mom, if my kid came to me and was like, oh, he accidentally shot me in the groin of the crossbow, I'd be like, oh, I accidentally called the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm accidentally about to shoot you with that crossbow. Yeah, I accidentally fucking killed him. So. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Whoops. Okay, so Kim's mom is a nurse. She hears the commotion, and she comes running in, and she saw what Mick was doing to Kim, and oh she God. started to fight him off. Okay. As one does. Yes. And then so Mick starts attacking Kim's mother. Okay. Kim was stabbed in her lung, which collapsed, in her bladder, her liver, and kidney. Ew. She was stabbed over a dozen times, and she survived. God damn. Right? Her mother stabbed in, like, your kidney, though. Can't that shit fucking poison you? Yeah. Or is that your liver? Well, she was stabbed in both, so. Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I heard from somebody who is quite credible (laughs) that getting stabbed in the kidneys is the most painful way to die. Fucking (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) Was that that guy that you went to, like, medical school with? Yes. Yeah, I remember that at that party. And he was like, well, I fucking stabbed a guy in the kidney. And I was like, who brought you? (laughs) Why are you here? And he's like, I'm just going to be a CNA caregiver here. Yeah, I'm going to be a caregiver because, you know, I'm tired of killing people. And I was like, all right, cool. I think I'm at the wrong party. (laughs) I think I need to go. I have to go. All right. So now her mother had suffered stab wounds as well and also survived. Well, that's fucking good. Right? Uh, Mick was convicted of attempted murder of Kim and of grievous bodily harm to Kim's mother. Okay. And he got seven years in prison. So you can't do that shit. And Kim was like, later, loser. You suck. Fuck that guy. Dude. You know what sucks, though? I feel like you should be able to get fucking life in prison for attempted murder. 
legit i was like that has got to be the most terrifying thing for the survivor one now you're all fucked up like i would never be able to go to sleep again because i'm always gonna think i'm gonna wake up to somebody over me with a knife well i mean in his mind he went there to kill her yeah and in his mind he attempted to kill her he tried and he literally not even just in his mind but he physically tried to kill her right and if the circumstances had gone the way that he wanted, he would have killed her. I right? feel like he should be charged with fucking murder. Agreed. And then also, like, seven years. That's yeah. not enough. Yeah, it's been more than that. It's been double that since fucking high school. That's not enough time. No. And imagine if someone Kim. tried to kill you when you were 18 years old, which she was 17. Yep. So imagine someone tried to kill you your senior year of high school. They'd yeah. be out times two already. I know. I would never sleep. That'd be, That'd be terrifying. fucking terrifying. Yeah. Gross. Right? She's got to live knowing this guy's like out and fucking about. Okay. So he actually ended up only serving three years. What? And he got out on parole. What? How messed up. Like, I feel so bad for Kim and her mom. That's got to fuck you up. That's fucking terrifying. Imagine getting that phone call. Hey, that guy who attempted murdered you? Yeah. Who broke into your home while you were sleeping? Yeah. He's getting out more than half early? Yeah. Yeah fucked up. Dude, that's so scary. Okay, so now Mick is out of prison and he's like gallivanting around town Mm -hmm. and he eventually meets and marries a woman by the name of Pamela Lomax. Mm -hmm. And this is 1986. And she was like, have you ever attempted to murder anyone before? Yeah, what do you you like? And And he's like, like, not according to the courts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right? Jesus. Okay, so the couple have three children together, two sons and a daughter. Okay. Pamela claims that Mick was super controlling and was a horrible husband and father. Weird. And she hoped that he would just, like, leave one day. What? Like, she was like, this is the worst relationship ever. I just hope that one day he leaves. But she was, like, too afraid to leave him. Okay. And that one day sucks. He, yeah, I know, right? And one day he did leave. Oh, that's good. So he meets a girl by the name of Heather Kehoe. And she was 14 years old. Uh, he was 37 at this point. Oh, no. Mick left Pamela and his children behind, and he started seeing Heather. Okay. When Heather was 16, she ran away from her home with her parents to go live with Mick. Ugh, I hate it. I know. It wasn't soon after that that she fell pregnant by Mick, and she ended up having a boy. Okay. And then she got pregnant again rather quickly, and again the baby was a boy. Well, Mick starts to get pissed because he wanted a baby girl. For what reason, I will not speculate but ew, yeah, I'm wildly speculating there. But like, what the fuck? Yeah, weird. Like, that's yeah. most people want sons to carry on their name, right? Yeah, yeah. But he really wanted a girl, and he was getting pissed that she wasn't producing a girl. That's so weird. And so he got mad. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure, according to my biology class, the spermie determines the sex. Yeah. So, so really, he didn't produce a girl. Fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Fuck off, dick. Yeah. Mick. Yeah, you suck. Mick. Go take a toaster bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plugged in, preferably. Yeah. So Mick starts beating Heather for not making a girl. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, so Bro. he's starting to get physical with her. It's not her fucking fault. It's right? your fault. Right? Okay. He I mean, starts... it's really not anyone's fault because it's fucking nature. But... <laughs> yeah. Like, but you can't listen. choose it. But well, it's can certainly now, not but... her fault. Yeah. So he starts to teach her boys to mistreat her. What the fuck? Uh, <gasps> that breaks my heart. Oh, my God. And to, like, act violent towards her. Oh, fuck that. I know. And he kept trying to impregnate Heather over and over again to try to conceive a girl, but she never got pregnant again. Thank God. Thank God, right? In 1991, Mick got in trouble again with the law when he got into an altercation with a co-worker. 
I guess he headbutted the person. Which wow. I have no fucking clue what's going on that you headbutt. But he was giving like anything. <laughs> if I could headbutt a person, I would. If that were an option in your life. Yeah, I'm not tall enough. <laughs> Dude, have you ever even, like, bumped your head on something? That shit hurts. Well, but. Well, but. Like, you do it with the hard part. You yeah, do it with it your face. It still hurts. Have you ever hit the hard part of your head? I did it, like, two days ago. Literally. Right here. Wham. Yeah. Ow. I'm so ever, pissed. I've only ever fucking headered like soccer balls. And so I feel like I could just be like, bam, now your nose is broken. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe the nose, something squishy. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't go fucking head to skull. Yeah. You go like soft face bash. Like I'll headbutt your tit. And you'll be like, ow. <laughs> my son does that all the time. <laughs> See? And he's fine. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, my kids do a lot of things that I'm like, oh, it was a good run. And they pop back up, and I'm like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> thank God I didn't want to have to explain that one. Oh, God. Okay. Headbutt somebody in the throat, right in the windpipe. <gasps> yeah. Like your hymen of your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Hyoid bone. <laughs> oh, God. Break the hymen of life. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so for that, he was given a two-year conditional discharge for assault. Okay. What the fuck is a conditional discharge? I think that's, like, where you're out on parole, basically. Like, like don't fucking do anything else bad or else then we're going to send you to jail. Okay, so it's, like, probation? Yeah, kind of. Because he didn't really go to jail. I'm guessing. Okay. In 2000, Mick met another woman by the name of Myraid Duffy. Okay. So Myraid was 19 years old and had just gotten out of an abusive relationship. And then she mm-hmm. fell into the arms of good old Mick. This guy's spreading his fucking seed around. Huh? Oh, gross. Don't say that. <laughs> okay, it's so one my of those re- things that I say all the time, and you hate it every time. Ugh, I hate it. Don't spread seeds. Mm. Spreading them wild oats. <laughs> Sowing them. Yeah. You're not spreading them, weirdo. <laughs> you fucking lacing them into the ground. <laughs> okay, so... My raid moved into Mick's home, and they were having a sexual relationship. I feel like such a grandma. Why did I write mm-hmm. it like that? They, they were, were having boning. sexual relations. Yes. With their marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2001, Mick met another woman. Jesus. By the name of Lisa Willis, who was 16 years old and a single mother. What is with this guy and fucking children, man? Dude, I don't fucking know. How old was My raid? Uh, she was 19. Ugh, yeah. And this guy's like 40 now? Mm-hmm. Gross. Super gross. So now Lisa ends up becoming one of Mick's mi- mistresses. That was a really hard sentence to say. <laughs> Tongue twister. Yeah. And moves in with Mick in 2002. And is she still living with, or is he still living with married too? Yep. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. getting a harem. Yes. That's okay. exactly what he's doing. Gross, but to each his own. Mm-hmm. Except for these are children, so not exactly. really to each his own. So please don't. That's gross. Mm-hmm. At some point in all of this, I'm not exactly sure when, Heather, the girl who like ran away from her parents to come live with him and who was abused for not having the girl. Yeah. She leaves Mick in December 2001 and she gets legal custody of her two sons. Good. Deuces. Yeah. Later, loser. Now it's Myraid and Lisa living with Mick. Okay. In 2003, Mick and Myraid, they get married. 
and makes mistress Lisa is one of the bridesmaids in his wedding. Fucking weird. So weird. But okay. okay. Sister wives. Got okay, it. exactly. So now Mick is living at home with his wife, my read, and his mistress, Lisa, in a council house, which is basically British public housing, with all of their fucking children, which four were my raid's kids from Mick, and four were Lisa's kids, three of which Mick fathered. So okay. there's eight kids, three adults. God damn. A lot of kids and some public housing. Yeah. I don't imagine they're like, how many children? Yes, that'll be an eight-bedroom home. Yeah, like, just line them up. Yeah. Now Lisa was pregnant with her fifth kid, and so was my raid, when Mick asked for a larger council house, because he was like, fuck, man, we are outgrowing this space. Has he heard of condoms? (laughs) (laughs) Just a question. (laughs) Have you ever pulled out? (laughs) His pull-out game is weak. Weak. Well, this earned him a lot of press, and people started freaking out over his lifestyle. Because yeah. they were like, what the fuck, Because you're bro? living off the fucking government. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I need more because I keep having kids. I don't know how this is happening. Yeah, and I have all these wives. Yeah. So he went on daytime TV to, like, defend his lifestyle. Oh, my God. He also appeared in a documentary where the creator spent, like, a week with Mick. And I guess the person was, like, trying to change his lifestyle or his point of view. Mm-hmm. And during that time, Mick lived out of a caravan in his garden. And every night, Lisa and Myraid would take turns sleeping in the caravan with him. So, like, one would sleep in the house with kids and they'd sleep outside. Mm-hmm. And they, like, just, like, fucking rotated shifts. Gross. And he would always refer to the women as bitch oh. or bitches, like, during this fucking documentary. That's. And he was basically, like, a total asshole. How endearing. How fucking precious. Mm-hmm. Also, it was noted that none of the children ever tried to show or get affection from him. So, father of the year, right? Like, he's just there. Yeah. They don't really care about him. They're probably afraid of him. Yeah. In 2000, they probably learned to fucking just stay away. Right? Yeah. Like, nothing good comes of it. Just yeah. don't get noticed. Gross. Yeah. In 2010, he gets in trouble with the law again because he gets busted dragging Lisa around by her hair outside of the home and Mm. slapping her. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. So a year later in 2011, Myraid and Mick decide to spice things up a little bit and they start participating in an activity called dogging. (laughs) Okay. Is that... Were you bone outside? Yeah, how did you know that? I watched a video once. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this video? Um, there was people in a car, and then there were other people in a car, and the one car pulls up, and they're like, yo, those people over there are dogging, and I was like... What the fuck is that? And then it showed people having sex. And they were, like, filming the people in the other car having sex. This was on a Reddit thread. And then someone in the comments was like, ha, 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 watch this video. And there was a funny British lady, and she sang a fucking shanty tune to fucking (laughs) piano. And she talked about dogging. And I was like, now I know what dogging is. Oh, my God. You're so much more progressive than me. I had to Google it. I was like, what the fuck is dogging? Well, And it's literally British slang for banging in public places while other people watch. And sometimes they join. Yeah, I will... um, I will send you the link to the lady singing the video thing about dogging because it was really funny. And it's like an older lady who you're like, whoa, she shouldn't talk about those things. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. She sings it. And it's like a fucking merry little tune about it. It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to watch. Okay, so they decide they're going to participate in some dogging. Okay, so they're... I don't know if I'm using the slang right. Yeah. Uh, dogging. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Would you like to go dogging in the garden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were just out for a dog. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So they're I'm into sorry some... I couldn't get you a phone call. I was busy dogging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Would you like to go dogging tonight? Yes, yes. It's a good day on tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You can see his butt. (laughs) I get it. Oh man. Okay. Okay. So they went out for some fucking voyeurism exhibitionist shit. Exactly. They were boning in public. So they do this, and Myreed ends up getting knocked up by some other man. What? That they're boning with, right? Oh. Yeah, because sometimes they participate. In the all of the research that I did on this one fucking Reddit thread from forever ago, I don't know why I got so into it, too. I was like, um, excuse me. I need to know more about what is happening here. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> um, they had, like, a it was like a parking lot to a trail. Like, if if you were going to go hiking or something, there that's was, like, a parking murdered. lot. You can park right there first. Yeah. And it was, like, a parking lot place. And that's where, like, it was a known, you know, like, truck stops are fucking known for... Prostitution? Yeah, prostitutes yeah. and stuff. That was like a known place that people would go to like bone on other people. Dogging. Yeah, dogging. I don't know how you dog how you present. <laughs> like I am open. <laughs> Start banging in the car. <laughs> what if you're alone? Just wait. <laughs> Waving your tits out the window. Hello. I have no idea. There's probably rules. There's probably rules. Like you just have to circle around a fire hydrant? <laughs> yeah, like you park backwards <laughs> facing Mecca. With your lights <laughs> on facing Mecca. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So she gets pregnant by somebody that she was dogging with. How do they know that? I'm sure he, like, jizzed in her and she was like, fuck, I'm pregnant. And Mick's like, God damn it. My womb is quickening. Never say that again. I am offended. (laughs) Is it like is it like wicking, you know? Like it wicks the sweat away. (laughs) Wicks the jizz up. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Okay, so Mick is like, fuck that shit. You need to get an abortion. Whoa. And so he forces her to get an abortion. Rude. So rude. In late 2011, Mick gets into a little road rage incident where he ends up punching the other driver in the face. Okay. He gets arrested and he gets out on bail to await trial for the assault charges. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the fuck is happening that you're punching somebody in in the face over, like, a traffic incident, but that's what happened. I mean, my aggression has been there right up until you pull up next to them at the red light, and then you're like, look forward. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Yeah. I literally had some lady follow me to school and get out of my car and punch my window, so I guess I could see how that can get there. Yeah, see? And he, I didn't do a damn thing. Yeah, he's the other lady. He's that yeah. lady in that he's situation. Crazy lady. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so now it is February 2012, and Lisa gets too fed up with Mick's BS, and she takes her five children, and she goes to live with her sister to get away from this crazy man. Yeah, good. So now it's just my read and Mick. And the sister is like, Jesus, I do not have enough beds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to sleep on the floor, man. Yeah. Y'all are bunking up. That's a lot of kids. Then, in the early morning hours of May 11th, 2012, a fire breaks out at Mick's home. Uh Uh-oh. Inside the home are Mick, Myraid, and their five children, Jade, who is 10, 
John 9, Jack 7, Jesse 6, and Jaden 5, and their half-brother, Dwayne, who is 13. Oh, my God. I hate this because you're telling me their ages for a reason. Yeah, it's a really sad story. So Mick and Myraid, they run out of the fire-engulfed home, and they're completely overcome by the smoke. But inside, upstairs, the kids are still sleeping. Oh, my God. No, my heart. Two neighbors hear the commotion break out, and they come to the rescue, and they race into the home, and they try to save the children. But they're overcome by the fire, and they can only do so much. And in the end, the children were carried out, and all had died from severe smoke inhalation, except for 13-year-old Dwayne. He survived a few days in the hospital, but ultimately, he succumbed to his injuries, and he passed away. Oh, that's so the saddest thing So all the fucking kids heard. died. Oh, my God. That's so sad. It's so sad. These poor kids who probably, like... I'm assuming they grew up in, like, an abusive home here because of Mick. Yeah. Like, they probably—oh, those sweet little children. Oh, I don't like it. And then all the families that are affected, right? Like, the grandparents and shit. Everybody's fucking affected. Yeah. Can you imagine being the mom and you ran out of the house? Okay. Hold your fucking thought, okay? So. I legit just had to check my camera to make sure my house is still standing. Oh, my God. Like, it touched your soul. I don't like it. Yeah, I hate it, too. I don't want it. Well, the community was just absolutely heartbroken and devastated, just like you, that all these innocent children died. Such a horrific death. And Mick and Myraid even held a press conference explaining the events of the night of the fire. Oh, my God. And they're just, like, tore up about it, right? Yeah. Charities pulled together to help pay for the funerals for the children. And everyone was grieving for their loss. Yeah. As all of this was going on, the police were investigating the fire to determine, like, what the heck happened? How did this house, like, catch on fire? Yeah. Well, on May 14th, they reveal that they discovered petrol inside the letterbox to mix home. Now, hmm. I know your first question, or it was mine. Okay. I don't know if a letter box. I'm assuming that's a mailbox, right? A letterbox. Yeah. But yeah. it said it was inside the home, so now I'm thinking it's like a mail slat, like on the door. That's what I would think. Yeah, but then it said that the petrol was inside of it, so then I got confused. So you can have them in the door, and I'm just thinking of like businesses and stuff. Like the place that I work has one that goes like into the side of the building. Like, it's literally a mail flap, but it's just not in a door. It just goes into the building. Oh, okay. But, like, why would somebody put petrol there? Like, leading a trail out to light it or something? Well, to start a fire. Yeah, but, like, it leads out of the mailbox so that you can light it from the outside? I, I would think... So, my first thought is that this might have been Lisa. Mm-hmm. And, or, I mean, it's probably him because he's an asshole, but... Maybe he's trying to stage it as Lisa, but, like, you're outside of the home. You pour gas inside this mail slot thing, and then you, like, throw a match in or whatever. You light that, and then you're already outside, so you gotcha. just fucking yeah. take off. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, you're, yeah. like, trailing it out, basically, but I yeah. guess you're from the outside pouring it in. Okay, yeah. That's what that's what I was figuring, too, but then I got all hung up on, like, the logistics of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I do. <laughs> okay, so they find it in the, in the letterbox, right? Uh-huh. Since petrol was clearly at the scene where it shouldn't be, this sparks a murder investigation. Yeah. That's just arson. Right? It turns out that the morning the fire broke out, Mick and Lisa had a court date to battle over the custody of their shared children. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So police arrest Lisa on suspicion of murder, <gasps> along with her brother-in-law. What? But Which I don't know the connection, but they had some connection. Mm-hmm. But they eventually let her go because they can't prove that she did anything, only that she had a motive, right? Okay. First of all, yeah. if 
Lisa did this. Mm-hmm. How fucking bad would you feel if all you want to do is kill the guy that <gasps> fucked you up? Yeah. And, like, you had your kids and he's an asshole and all that, and then you end up killing, like, all of these children. Oh, my God. So bad. Horrible. But also, I'd pick a different way. Yeah, I probably would, too. That seems like I'd a lot. I'd probably shoot him with a crossbow in his crotch and yeah. be like, bleed out, bitch. <laughs> you don't have access to a hospital. <laughs> Motherfucker. He probably does. <laughs> yeah, he might. Okay, so meanwhile, Mick is just, like, loving the media attention from the loss of his children. Oh, my God. He's acting almost giddy and happy whenever he has to do one of the press conferences. Ew. Like, he's not acting like he agreed to being father. He's not walking in dreading the conversation or anything. He's just, like, amped up before the cameras turn on. Gross. So the police are like, let's try to trick him into telling us what really went down that night. And they put him in. Put him and my raid up in a hotel room for a night during all of the investigation. Mm-hmm. And they bug the hotel room. And while they're staying there, the investigators catch the couple going over their stories so that they can each get their story right to match what the other person is saying. Ooh. Not a good look. Got him. They also discovered that there was another person that was involved in the fire. It was a friend by the name of, like, Paul Mosley. Okay. Who my raid was supposedly having sex with, but I really don't know any other connection to him or anything else about him other than maybe he, he was one of the doggers. Maybe. Maybe he's the one who knocked her up. Yeah. And they were like, yo, you owe us. I don't fucking know. But they drag him into it. Okay. So the police arrest all three adults, and they find that my raid and Mick's clothing from the night of the fire had petrol on them. Ooh. Their charge was dropped from murder to manslaughter. What? As it came out that the motive behind burning down the home was not to kill the children, but to instead to try to frame Lisa, who Mick was in the custody battle with, uh-huh. with the arson so that she would be seen as an unfit mother. Okay, but you killed all of your children in an attempt to make someone else look like an unfit mother. Right? So I guess the whole thing was, like, the house wasn't supposed to just, like— burst into flames it was supposed to like catch fire and then he was going to be super heroic and save all the children only he couldn't and the house like got engulfed in flames that's fucking horrible that is the worst idea you have ever fucking had you're an idiot yeah like i first read that and i was like no way but that's really like what happened like like he wasn't intending to kill his kids But he wasn't fucking sad about it either. No, he was all giddy about it. Like, I mean, he didn't have a relationship with them. Yeah, but still. But it would have looked better if he had saved them. They are from your seed. Oh, my God. (laughs) This guy's a dick. Okay, so so like I said, the children's death, they were accidental and, like, kind of collateral damage from the stupid plan that they had. Yeah. The sole reason that he wanted custody of the children was because he wanted to continue to claim their benefits. Like, he didn't even care about the kids. Like, he wanted Lisa's kids, the mm-hmm. kids he had with Lisa. Mm-hmm. He wanted them under his custody so he could get their, like, government benefits, the money. Wow. Scum. Yeah. Ugh, what a fucking asshole. Right? So Also, bro, you already have five kids. Like, you're I don't good. care what fucking court you're going to or whatever. They should be like, let's fucking split this shit up. Like, you have five from another lady <laughs> that you currently have custody of. Yeah. Maybe leave this five. With this mom. Right? Like, fucking, I don't know, man. Also, you have a terrible background. housing. Yeah. Like, fucking, no. We're not going to pay for that shit. Well, okay. So I, like, struggle with that because, 
Like, if you have a fucking million kids because that's what you want to do with your life and you're in government housing for whatever reason, like, yeah, gotcha. Go. Do your thing. But, Mm. like, if you're fucking doing this shit because it's an easy way of life and you're getting all the benefits from it and that's why you're making all these babies, that's fucked, man. All you got to do is fuck. And nine months later, you're making the big bucks. (laughs) It's free. Swipe your EVT. It's free. (laughs) It's literally that song come to life. Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. song ever. If you haven't heard it, you need to fucking look it up on Spotify. Yeah. Pretty sure it's just called EBT. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so this little dick and his little conspirers. Mm Mm-hmm. They are all found guilty of manslaughter of the six children. Mick was given life with a minimum of 15 years. Okay. Myraid and Paul got 17 years, and they have to serve a minimum of half of their sentence. Myraid tried to appeal her sentence under the grounds that she was under control of her abusive husband, but the appeal was dismissed. Dude, that's her fucking kids. Can you imagine if you're in the scenario where, like, your abusive husband is forcing you to do this thing? Now, I don't know if this is the case, but just imagine for a moment. Yeah. Your abusive husband is forcing you to do this thing and you lose all of your kids. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's really fucked up. That's so fucked up. whether or not it seemed like force in that time, she was also abused. Yeah. Like, she, she wasn't. She wasn't no. in her right mind. All of in the any of spouses that. that leave him are like, I was basically held prisoner. Like yeah. it was scary. That sucks. Like who would choose to stick around in that? Yeah. You wouldn't. You're being held there. Yeah. Especially when you're being used as like a baby factory to get benefits. Yeah. Oh my God. So fucked up. So, I mean, listen, I'm not saying she's a gem or anything because I don't know her whole fucking role in this, but God. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Mick's family were later interviewed by the press regarding his charge of manslaughter, and they basically were like, we came to court to hear the facts, and after hearing everything they presented in the courtroom, we believe that justice was rightfully served. You know how, like, families usually stand behind their members, and they're like, I don't think he did it. They were like, yeah, no, that's fucked up. He deserves to be where he's at. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Right? Good for those families for listening to the fucking facts. and Right? Uh, just one more little tidbit. So you know what a piece of shit this guy is. Mm-hmm. Mick demanded any money left over from the children's funeral, which was donated, be given to him. So, like, okay, you know, all those charities and shit. Can you just demand that? I don't know. That's what this article said, but I guess so. He did. Because if someone demanded that. Of me. I'd be like, ha, ha, ha. Go fuck off. Yeah. Well, maybe he was, like, pocketing it, or maybe he made a big-ass scene about it, and they were like, oh, what an asshole. Yeah. Um, also, there, when the children died, like, everybody made, like, this vigil outside of their home and put all these teddy bears and cards and shit. I bet, yeah. And he had, or demanded, I don't know what he did, uh, he had all the teddy bears auctioned off, or he <gasps> wanted all the teddy bears auctioned off, and the money from those teddy bears he wanted so what? that he could, like, First I don't all, know, take care who, of his family. Who was like, fuck yeah, it's that teddy bear from that vigil. I don't know. I have no idea. But, like, who's going to why that auction or even participating in it? Bro, I'll buy my own teddy bear. Maybe it's just, like, a box of bears, you know? Ten bucks, and he's like, I'll take it. That's gross. But I think his whole thing was, like, you know, I need to, like, help care for my family. But his whole family died in a fire. Like, yeah, it's him and my read. Yeah. 
Oh, it's fucking gross. Yeah. That's horrible. What an asshole. That makes me sad for those poor children. I know. And also fucking terrified for Lisa. God damn. Scary, right? She got out like just in the nick of fucking time, man. Yeah. Good on her. But every girl he was with, he had like 900 babies. Yeah, that's crazy. So insane. He really so, sowed his seeds. Yeah, he sure did. He sowed them deep. <laughs> so Emily cooks and cooks from Instagram. Thanks. Thanks. That was oh. a really good one that I had never heard before. I know. And really sad. It's I don't like it. That's gross. That's nasty. You nasty. So nasty. I hope I got the story straight because, again, it's one of those, like, reading a bunch of articles, piecing it together, like, okay, hopefully this is where that one went. Yeah. <laughs> this part of the story goes here. That makes sense. There's a lot of girls involved and a lot of babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people to keep straight. Right. I feel like you crushed it. I feel like I hey, kept straight of most of it. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So uh, if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, I don't know how many I'm going to find, but you can check them out on our website, isgdpodcast.com. We also have links to our Patreon, which it's only a dollar to join, and we have now 17 episodes up, so go listen. Whoop. And we publish one a month. So yep. extra little episode for only a dollar. Also, we have our links to our merch on our website. And Aaron just added some face masks. Boop, boop, boop. Also, I'm going to add some. They say I said goddamn on them. And I know that some people can't necessarily wear that to work or don't necessarily want to have that on their face. <laughs> so. <laughs> I said goddamn. <laughs> so I'm going to add some ISGD ones. And I totally forgot to today. I was going to. But that will be there. By the time, By the this time comes you hear out. this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, you can come follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ISGD Podcast. Come join the goddamn pod group on Facebook. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What else can they do? They can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com if you have any case suggestions. If you just want to say, what's up? What's up, baby? I'll say, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, yeah. And then snail mail, Aaron is going to name it off. At P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And if you didn't catch that, you can go on our website under Contact Us at the bottom. We have it listed. Yeah. Because everybody's always like, I'm sorry, what is that again? And then we always type it out. And I forget, we never told anybody that we actually put it on the website. <laughs> yeah, that's just on there. Yeah. If you want to contact us, it's on the website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Under Contact Us. Well, you can reach Basically, us. Basically, just Google some ISGD podcast and you'll find out how to fucking contact us. Yes. Please subscribe, rate, and review us. Yes. Tell your friends, friends, and all your friends and shit so we can get more listeners. You guys are amazing. The more fucking reviews you put on that goddamn stupid iTunes shit, the more people that we get exposed to. And it fucking works, yeah. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you, motherfuckers. Every time you guys do it, there's like a boom of it. Like, you know, a handful will go on at once. And then all of a sudden, people will be like, I just started listening to your podcast. And I'm like, we ended up somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, but we were on somewhere. <laughs> Someone posted a thing. Yeah, we at least got, like, pulled up in a fucking search on iTunes because you guys are reviewing us. So thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes. And, ooh, I think we've, we have a letter. We, we just, just got, got a letter. letter. So let's open that shit. It's from D. Olson. D. Olson. I should have brought something to open this. Is it not one with a pull tab? No, not really. I am so sweaty and stinky. Ooh. I think I will take a shower before bed. Ooh, that sounds fun. I know. I hadn't done that in a long time, but it felt real nice. 
There's an eyeball looking at me. Ooh, an eyeball. Ah. Say it ain't so. He's destroying this envelope. Ah. Oh, God. Someone <laughs> fell off. What's that? I don't know. It might be anthrax. Uh, Mom. <laughs> it's a... Okay. Oh, oh my that. God. I'm so excited. Okay. Ooh. It's a sloth <gasps> with, with the same haircut as, like, the coach of the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, damn, girl. <laughs> Slow that awesome down. <laughs> oh my gosh. And okay. Oh my gosh. Someone stumbled upon our podcast seven days ago and they're on fucking episode 49. Oh my god, wow. that's so sweet. And they mailed us some letter. Right? Yeah. I yeah. said some letter. I'm fucking Just some tired. letter. <laughs> Just some letter. Oh, man, I'm going to read this in a moment, but I won't read it to you because I always feel weird when people read, like, this is my birthday card, and they read the whole thing, and you're like, that was kind of personal. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't read it to the podcast. You'll always be my sweet baby girl. <laughs> Love you all forever. Smooches. Literally. So that was the Cliff Notes, and it came with a magnet <gasps> Yes. that says, contrary, well, sorry, contrary to popular belief, our shits are really not that crazy. <laughs> I get it. There's a bat on it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Oh my it. god, thanks. <laughs> There's a bat on it. Oh I love god. it. Isn't that the same haircut of the fucking coach of the Raiders? <laughs> it is. It's also like the same haircut as like Dylan? I don't know my teacher in third grade. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, or like what you gave Nora when you cut her bangs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh man. Thanks. You're a fucking gem. A gem and a pile of bat shit. You are a pile of guano. Oh, you are guano. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, and we should. We need to get a um metal thing in here that we can actually stick things on. Yeah, oh, this fan. You oh. could put. I was thinking of a um, mini, mini fridge. fridge. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting that too because we're gonna need beers. Yes, and I don't want to have to do an, keep doing a bucket of ice. Yeah, yeah, bowl of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's far too late. We have to go. Okay, bye, bye.